Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hashtag Self Care, the podcast. I hope this episode gives you some food for thought when it comes to your own self care. I hope it gives you some breathing space and encourages you to find some much needed time in your own day to look after your own needs. Without further ado, here's the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to episode two of season two of Hashtag Self Care the podcast. Thanks for your support again for season one and also for the first episode of season two. So when I asked everybody what you wanted me to cover in season two, it was pretty much a tiebreaker between law of attraction, manifestation, all that sort of good stuff and then food talk, weight loss, mindful eating And that's pretty much what I covered last week. So this week I'm back talking about manifesting and the law of attraction. And more specifically within that, I'm going to be talking about how to get yourself, first of all, in alignment, but but mostly how to get yourself back in alignment. Because I feel like we all know what it feels like to be in alignment. Um, When I say that, I'm talking about those times in your life where things are just like flowing. Do you ever just have couple of weeks or even a couple of days or it could even be a year where you say do you know what that was my time things were just flowing for me good things were happening I seemed to be looking left looking right looking forward looking backwards and all good things were coming my way and it wasn't a coincidence I firmly believe you were in alignment or in flow or high vibe whatever way you want to look at it but your energy and your frequency we're basically at a really high vibration and we all know that when you're at a high vibration you attract high vibration experiences, people and situations in your life and here's the thing, I am definitely not somebody who practices the law of attraction 100% of the time, I have wobbles, I have bad days, I have bad weeks and sometimes it's not that I forget what happens, it's not that I forget the power it's that I actually just lose my way a little bit and I can't relate to it. So for example, if you get bad news or if you're having a particularly hormonal week, which is what happened for me last week, and I'll get to that in a second, you can just feel a little bit out of touch with anything positive in your life. You know, when you're just feeling like you're in a funk and it just feels out of your reach, out of your grasp, and it's just not for you. And it can be quite hard to claw your way back to a place where you remember ah, there we go, there's some good news, there's a positive situation, there's an outcome I wasn't expecting or I didn't think was going to be possible and you remember this is what happens when I'm in a high frequency, a positive vibration and you're more inclined to really actively do things to stay there. So don't feel like you have to be this perfect student, like life is not a test, you know, you don't have to do anything. But if you're someone who is interested in the law of attraction and you do want to start manifesting kind of the life of your dreams, I'm not, you know, saying that might seem a little bit out there, but that is what I'm talking about. Like right now I'm wearing a jumper that says the best way to predict the future is to create it. And that is honestly like my mantra now, because it's so true. Like for so long, I would have sat around waiting for the life that I wanted to live, you know, to just find me and knock on my door and say, hey, I've arrived, ready to live me. It was never going to happen like that. I needed to be in a place where I'm attracting the people and the experiences and the feelings that I 
want to attract and that are in conjunction in line with the life I want to live and I need to be at the kind of vibration that helps me do that. Now last week for example I had a wobble of a week. I my dad was getting results um, from a procedure. I was due my period and I am someone who was really influenced by my hormones and actually it was my mom who said it to me. Again I feel I need to say this but I know I don't. If that's a bit TMI for you, I'm sorry, but like, I'm a girl. We get periods. It's a fact of life. Um, and we shouldn't be ashamed to talk about it. But yeah, I I definitely have always had PMT on some level or PMS, whatever you want to look at it. And my mom said to me, Tracy, you're someone who functions during the month and you're able to overcome any of the negativity that comes your way and kind of any bad feelings you get, any anxiety. But there's a day or two in the month where you just cannot cope. And lo and behold... The next day I got my period. It was the first time I've really seen a major correlation between like my hormones, my cycle and my mental health. Because I was like, when I say I was rock bottom the day before I got my period, like I couldn't cope. I couldn't function. Everything felt like this dark, heavy, difficult cloud. And I didn't feel like myself. And I didn't even want to know about the law of attraction. I didn't want to know about anything. Everybody was irritating me in my life. Everybody and it's amazing. It, that's the power of your hormones. That's the power of your body and your chemistry. But there are things that we can do to help tip the scales in our favor is, is, is kind of what I'm getting at today. And since last week, I have been literally crawling my way back, not with my tail between my legs, but to a more positive space that is conducive to the life I want to live. And I'm getting back into alignment. I wouldn't even say I'm 100% back in alignment. I would say part of that process for me is actually recording this podcast and saying these things out loud. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. There are things that you can do to help you stay at a frequency that is going to bring you all the things that you want in your life. Uh, My mom talks a good bit about, you know, if you're trying to attract love there's things you can do in your room, even from like a, a feng shui perspective, you know, having pairs of things in your room. I heard her talking about that the other day. I think I actually heard Lorraine talking about something similar on her podcast too. It's really interesting how your physical space that you're living in and kind of the things that you're seeing every day and the first thing you see when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you look up before you close your eyes at night, all of these things have a lasting impact on how we dream, how we think and how we feel in our subconscious. And I think if there's little positive reminders around your house, you know, that again are in line with your goals, in line with where you're going or where you want to go, they're going to help top you up. So throughout the day, there's going to be stressful moments. Like I can be great in the morning when I'm out for my walk and, and even now Willow's asleep. It's my quiet time. It's the time I get to record my podcast, the time I get to have a cup of coffee, watch something on the TV, whatever I choose to do. And I'm great now, but at two o'clock when Peter goes back to work and the place is upside down after lunch and Willow's kind of cranky and she won't eat her lunch and you know the place is just a little bit more chaotic I can have a bit of a wobble at that time of the day and kind of I I just notice in my even my body language and kind of in the way I speak my voice gets more irritable even sometimes Billy will say why are you speaking to me like in that sort of a voice and I'll be like in what kind of a voice babe and he'll be like in a kind of a cranky way even a six-year-old can notice it and I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't realise it. It's just, you get a bit fed up. I, I've noticed I start sighing. If I just start sighing out of the blue, I need to have a chat with myself because I just feel like for me, 
sighing is just the biggest waste of energy. You're literally like, I'm expelling this kind of energy, hoping that somebody, I could be on my own, will hear it and will like replenish me with something positive. But all I'm doing again by sighing is reaffirming what's annoying me. Whereas I could take a deep breath or I could step out into the garden and get some fresh air. But sighing to me is just when I'm sighing, I kind of know, okay, I need to, I need to rein it back in here and start moving to a more positive place because it's kind of heading down the wrong road, road, route, road, whatever way you want to look at it. But anyway, so some of the things that I do to get myself back into alignment are, first of all, being really mindful of, of, of what I'm looking at online, it's huge. Um, and, and just in the interest of being really, really honest, I got into bed last night and I made a rule a couple of weeks ago where I don't bring my phone into bed anymore. And it's just a habit. Like my baby's not a sleeper. She feeds still a good few times throughout the night. She had a very difficult night last night. So much so that I actually felt sorry for her because she was so tired going for a nap this morning. I was like to her, do you know what, Willow, I can have a coffee. <laughs> You're knackered. You don't know what's going on and your little mind is trying to process the little life that you're living and she's knackered too you know and we're very much going through that together at the moment and we'll find our way we're finding our way but part of my coping mechanism is to lie in bed and to scroll on my phone and look at social media because I kind of feel like well if I'm up in bed like let's just say I've been downstairs I've had a cup of tea and you know something nice and catch up with Peter and then Willow wakes up and then I come back downstairs and then she wakes up again and if she wakes up a third time, I'll often just say, look, I'm just going to stay up there because I just don't have it in me to come back up and down the stairs again. I'm knackered. So I feel like lying in bed, looking at my phone feels like a bit of a social life. It feels like a bit of me time and it is in lots of ways. But then you see something and I saw something last week and I saw something this week, both nights that I broke my own rule. So last week it was a video. It was something to do with the presidential election and it was a kind of a not a propaganda video, but it was kind of a, an interesting video, shall we say, about one of the parties. And it just played on Instagram. You know, there's sometimes reels or videos play without you um, pressing play. Now, you can change these things in settings as far as I know, because I, I remember having to do that on Facebook because I actually was afraid to go onto Facebook because I wouldn't even be pressing things and I'd be seeing horrible things and animals getting hurt. And it would literally make me feel so depressed for days. So similarly, I'm lying in bed and I'm watching this video and it's something positive and uplifting and in the middle of it all is something horrific. I'm not even going to say what it was because again, it's just passing on that negative vibe, but it affected me for days. And the same thing last night, I saw something about a child, a sick child um, who had passed away and I ended up clicking the Instagram account and looking at all of the photos and videos from the time that led up to when it happened. And I was watching it from a place of sympathy and a place of I cannot believe these parents had to go through this and I feel so sad that I can't do something to help them. But then it quickly morphed into me thinking it's going to happen to me or one of my kids or my family. And that's not like making it about me. We're all human. We're all, you know, that's a part of empathy is you do imagine yourself in the shoes of of the other person. And I'm lying in bed with Willow who's asleep and I am absolutely like hysterical, like hyperventilating, like full on, like having a panic attack over this. And I don't say that lightly. And I wasn't necessarily going to share that here, but I think it might help somebody because nothing good came from it. I, I, I didn't improve their situation. I didn't help their situation. I didn't take any of their pain away. All I did was affect my family in a negative way because it 
put such a cloud over me that thankfully I was able to kind of catch it this morning when I woke up. I actually, what I did this morning was I was just going to have a regular shower and I said, no, I actually need to wash my hair. I need to be under a steaming hot shower and I need to physically wash that feeling away from myself. And and in one way that made me feel guilty because I'm like, oh, I can just wash it off myself, but that poor family can't. But here's the thing, their pain was not reduced by me delving into all the details last night and looking at the videos and the pictures all it did was bring a negative wave into my life which would have rippled into other people's lives because whoever I met today or last night or whatever would have experienced an element of that from me you know um so again I broke my own rule they're my boundaries I don't bring my phone to bed because it gets in the way of sleep it ha- it ma- means I can't wind down because the phone you know the lights on your phone even though I know you can you can turn the blue lights on and stuff and I don't need to be lying in bed in my kind of sacred space, my bed, my time to rest, reading about what everybody else is doing with their day. I love social media. I think it's so empowering. I, It's part of my job is, is social media. I love it. But also, it can be a massive exercise in comparison. You can be, you know, second guessing your parenting, your relationship, your home. There's a lot of negativity and there is the fear there that you get so addicted to following other people's lives that you're not living your own or you're not, you know, putting a spotlight on your own life because you're so invested in the life of other people. And there's my first point. Be very mindful of the the media that you're following and the social media accounts that you're giving your attention to, because if you come away from those accounts feeling good and feeling positive and feeling inspired, then, oh my God, like flock to them. And there are accounts that I absolutely totally attribute those feelings to I go to the accounts to feel uplifted to get some sort of a nugget of wisdom to feel like it gets me back into the frame of mind that I need to get back into there's other accounts that really inspire me with food and they help me plan my meals and they make me excited about food and they add to that positive relationship that I've sort of curated with food over the last couple of years there's mummy bloggers that love following because they're real and they remind me of the life that I'm living and their house looks normal and I can relate to them and it, you know, adds to that sense of community and I just feel part of that world and that life and particularly during these times where we're at home a lot, it's nice to feel connected to a community like that but there are also accounts that are a little bit more inspirational, shall we say, that their accounts are slightly more curated and that they're, the way they live and the way that their house looks and the way their kids are dressed are not the way my world look. And therefore, I can sometimes find myself thinking, well, that's better than mine, or maybe I should be more like that, or maybe I'm doing it wrong. And just be mindful of how, what you take away from your experience with a TV program, a radio show, there is a radio presenter and their voice irritates you, for example. And you keep listening to them every morning on the way to school, to the school run or on your way to work or whatever. So every morning you are filled with that little feeling of irritation but you still listen to it because on some level you're almost addicted to feeling irritated by that person and it's almost part of your routine. It's almost part of you. That's how powerful this stuff is and yet you're actually pursuing an activity, looking, almost chasing a feeling of negativity that you know is there and you know the minute you hear that person's voice it's going to irritate you. I mean the best thing to do there would be to change the station but that's the thing. On some level we almost take pleasure out of feeling that irritation because we're feeling and we sometimes we're avoiding feelings in our lives but we're actively seeking feelings that are bringing negative you know situations our way 
Um, so that's just one thing. The second thing is when I'm kind of feeling a bit off, I look at what I'm eating. You know, usually there is a correlation between how I'm feeling and what I'm eating. And it tends to go hand in hand for me. If I'm kind of feeling negative and a bit down the dumps, I'm usually not inspired in the kitchen. I'm not eating as much fruit and veg. I'm not drinking water. I don't know what it is. It's like I just neglect water when I'm feeling down. It's almost like punishment. I can't explain it. And like a flower or a plant or anything that's living and breathing, we need food and we also need water and we need light. And yeah, if if I'm just kind of down the dump, sometimes I will actually just go and, and for the sake of it, fill myself up a pint of water and just down it because I feel like it can only help. And there's also something like in terms of mindfulness with that. When I'm standing in front of the sink and I'm drinking that cold glass of water, in those moments, all I'm thinking about is the cold glass, the cold water, the feeling of it moving down my body and feeling something that's out of my own head. And it can just break the thought cycle. And, and sometimes that's exactly what we need. And in fact, that is my next point. You can shift your energy and your feelings as quickly as I really believe this a, a second like literally think of a song that you love or think of a tv program that you love and to the point where when you hear the music coming on you get so excited you can feel that kind of like the butterflies in your belly you're just like oh this is my favorite program this is me time I remember I used to get it when say by the bell was on when I was a kid and the, the bell would ring and then the song would start when I wake up in the morning once I hear that I'd be like oh my god I'm so excited I would actually physically like there was an actual chemical reaction in my body to that excitement. I would get butterflies. I could feel my heart racing. I would be just kind of invigorated. That is the power of like music or, you know, the sensation you'll get from food or, as I said, from having a drink or for from listening to a voice that soothes you or even from just kissing your partner, like giving your partner a kiss on the lips or giving your child a hug or I think the same thing happens when we're close to animals. I follow a, a vlogger called Melanie Murphy. She's actually Irish. She's from Scaries. And I remember one time her saying the power that happens for her when she's petting her cat. <laughs> the, the the unconditional love and just that moment. It just, it's so, it touches all of her senses and it just grounds her. And that's the thing. Different things will ground different people. I love being in my bare feet. That grounds me. I love having my frothy cup of coffee on my own. I love natural light. And that's another tip. If you're feeling out of alignment, get out of the house. Seriously. When you leave the house, you will come back seeing your house and your situation, your the people in it, the list of things you should do with new eyes. There is science and evidence. I don't know what it is. I didn't make it up. But there is actual scientific proof that sunlight has such a positive effect on our mental health. It's why so many people talk about the dark days in November, December, January, and people struggle with that. You know, I think it's sad syndrome. And also the whole thing of just vitamin D. And like, even if you might not realize, like we don't live in a sunny country, but you would be surprised that even just a little bit of sunshine in the day would make a difference to you. I make a habit of getting out every single morning for a walk. Sometimes it's only half an hour. I might just go down to... The local shop and I'm, or I might go down to the bottle bank if I have a build-up of like you know jars and cooking or whatever I make it my business sometimes when I'm in the shops I might know that I need two packets of cat food and this is this is the truth I honestly do this I'll only buy one purely for the reason that I know in two days time I'm going to need more cat food I'm going to have to get out of the house I'm going to have to walk to the shop and get cat food and it gives me a purpose 
something as small as posting a letter yesterday, it gave me the context of, I'm going to get out of the house, I'm going to bundle the kids up, I'm going to put my coat on, we're going to walk down to the post box, we're going to post it, then we're going to walk back. It was a, a half an hour. But what that half an hour does for me as a as an individual, but also as a mother, you know, just to know that we're all out in the fresh air and then we come home and we're taking our coats off and I'm pulling the blind down and I'm kind of embracing the evening because I've been outside and enjoyed the little bit of light that was left in the day. It's huge. There's even like research there about like light and helping children sleep better. You know, they say the more natural light that you can expose your baby to, apparently the better they will sleep. So, you know, (laughs) that's definitely worth a try as well because we're obviously in camp no sleep over here. But yeah, that's another thing. Fresh air, it's 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 huge. Um, sunlight, huge. It just transforms me. Being in nature grounds me. So even walking, like today, for example, I left for a walk. I said, Peter, I'm just going for a short walk. He's, you know, working from home. And on the walk, I noticed Willow was falling asleep. And I thought, oh God, she's not going to have a proper nap if she falls asleep in the buggy. So I turned back. I was literally gone, I would say, about 12 minutes. I'm not joking. But the act of putting her coat on, putting her in the buggy, getting out the door, breathing in the fresh air, said hello to my neighbour, walked around the block, saw some trees, saw an animal, a few animals, people smiled at me. The 10 minutes or so was so much more than the actual quantity of time. It was the quality of experience that I got from it. I got fresh air, I got nature, I got human interaction. I got to leave the house, I came back and truly I did see the house with new eyes I actually came in and thought the house looked great and I'm not even joking I'm sitting on the floor right now and I'm thinking we've done so much with the house in the last few months and I'm feeling really proud of it and really proud of us and and that's my next point your home is your sanctuary now if you have a couple of kids or you're renting a room at the moment or your house is chaotic and your living situation doesn't actually give you the opportunity to create every room, you know, in the way that you would like to. I feel you. I have kids. I'm sitting here in like our kitchen, which is a big extension. And half the kitchen, basically, we have is a little playroom at the moment. And like we have the change unit in the corner. And then the rest of it is a regular kitchen. I have clothes drying over at the radiator. It's not ideal. But there's little corners in the house, little areas that I know give me that feeling of zen like for example I have a salt lamp in the in the living room and I have a diffuser the first thing I'm going to do the first thing I'm going to do now when I go inside is I'm going to put the diffuser on put my little orange um essential oils or lavender into it the sound of the water bubbling the the look of the mist and the beautiful smell of that essential oil makes me feel calm the salt lamp makes me feel calm opening the window makes me feel so calm I need fresh air I I crave fresh air so much and you know anything like little fairy lights twinkly lights candles little wax melts oil burners whatever small little gestures that just signify for you when you see them zen calm safety security that is how we want to feel when we're home. And sometimes your bedroom might be the only place that you can create that. I made some huge changes in our bedroom this year. Um, I suppose we lived in a granny flat for two years and our bedroom was so much more than a bedroom. It was like another living space. Uh, we shared a room with Billy and Jesus, sometimes we'd be drying clothes in there and all which you're not meant to do, I know, but like it was all clutter, clutter, clutter. Now I have all of my cosmetics and all that sort of stuff behind the door in my bedroom. So when you actually like come into my room, you don't even see it. 
we have the built-in wardrobes. I close them over. I'm not saying everything's perfect in my wardrobe, but I can close it over. And my room is literally just a bed. And that is all. I have one shelf in my room that has willows, video monitor on it, nappies and wipes and a little plant. That's it. But I don't have baskets of things, boxes of things. Everything like that is put away in the wardrobe. And it makes me feel so, so calm. It, it, I can't explain it. When I go to my room, it's like my bed, my sheets, my, 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 I don't know, just my mental health is just all the better for it. And we have a lovely quote on the wall, which helps too. <laughs> it says forever and a day, which is a nice quote and a little nod to our love. So they are just some of the things that I do to get back in alignment. Um, another thing is gratitude. I'm looking right now at my book. I got a beautiful notebook off my sister for my birthday. It has elephants on it. If you want to see a picture of it, it's actually on my Instagram. And whenever I think of it, I'm not going to lie and say I do it every day because I don't. But I do it more days than I don't. I sit down and on one side of the page, I write the things I'm grateful for that day. And on the other side of the page, I write in the present tense, like a thank you note to the universe for the things that have not yet come my way, but I know are on the way. So what it does is it's kind of like a double whammy. First of all, it's, I think when you're writing it down, you're just affirming it even more. This is what I want. This is what's coming my way. Here are the words in front of me. I'm thinking about it. I'm now writing and now I'm reading. It's all of the senses. It's all of the different kind of ways of just putting it out there. I'm also being grateful for what I do have. That is the zone where the magic happens. Grateful for what I do have. Grateful for all the stuff coming into my life. Expecting them to come. I'm asking, but I'm also just ready to receive and what it does as well is, is if the back of your mind, there's a niggly feeling and it's kind of like, think of the thing you want to manifest at the moment the most, whether it's like a pregnancy or a partner or something financial, for example, the more it niggles at you, the more you think about it and the more you affirm to yourself that you don't have it yet. And it's the other direction. We want to be moving in the opposite direction to that. So what I feel, and this is just me, when I kind of practice gratitude in terms of writing a list, I feel like there's so many different kind of ways that it helps me. First of all, as I said, I'm affirming what I want. Secondly, I'm turning my kind of fear, I'm turning my anxiety, I'm turning my impatience and my worry into something positive in the blink of an eye. So I'm replacing the niggly feeling and the I'm worried and I'm panicking with actually putting it on paper in the present tense, in a kind of language that suggests that it's already here or on the way. And what that does is it makes me giddy. Like when I'm writing that, I actually, I can't explain it. It's because I know that I've done this for so long and that it works and it does happen and the things do come my way. That when I'm writing it, it's like, oh, there we go. Order made. It's like that feeling of like when you've ordered a Chinese and you go, like, oh, was that on the way? And it's like, yeah, I've made that order. And you're like, oh, the countdown is officially on. That is how it feels when I write that list. It's like I have literally taken it from my head, transferred it from worry, niggling, negativity into action, order, ready to receive. It is the most liberating feeling ever. I can't even explain it. It's amazing. And those are just some of the things that I do to get me back into alignment. And I really, really hope they help you. Um, as I said, you don't have to be this perfect law of attraction, like practitioner. This is not school. This is not like a cult. This is, this is your life we're talking about. We all have wobbles, particularly in these crazy times where so many things are uncertain. But 
what I'm doing is I'm using this time to really work on myself and to really wherever I can and whenever I can remind myself of the powers of the universe and the power of my own mind and something amazing happens when you realize that you have the answers that you have the control that you have the power you stop feeling codependent on people and situations and little checkpoints in your week to fill that void to make you feel happy because it actually comes from the inside out and it's just the most amazing thing we all forget and yeah I just wanted to make this podcast when it was fresh in my mind because that is how I felt last week I'm on my way back I like to refer to it as coming home I am 90% there I feel like I'm 95% there after writing this podcast writing this podcast see I'm thinking about my writing my gratitude which is what I'm just about to do I'm going to go over now to my Nespresso frother I'm going to put my milk in it I'm going to froth up some milk and make myself a gorgeous large coffee in my mug that says believe in it again I love mugs that just remind me of anything positive because every time I take a sip I'm looking at that word I'm reaffirming all those good vibes and I'm going to go in and sit down for half an hour and what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to watch the new law of attraction uh video that I saw on Netflix I've no idea what it's about I can see Katie Holmes is in it I I'm just very excited I will report back next week on what I thought of it but just in case you're listening to this and you want to continue the good vibes and and maybe invest in something positive later on when you get some time to yourself it could be one to watch and once again thank you so much for listening thank you so much for coming with me on this journey and I really hope that it has helped you in some way and I will chat to you next week bye And that is all we have for this week. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and took something positive from it. And I really, really look forward to catching up with you next week when we have another episode coming your way and another opportunity to help prioritize your own self-care. Speak to you then, guys. Bye.